2: The amount of motherfuckers that believe they are the empath and they are actually the narcissist in their story is
1: baffling. Yeah, I'm always attracting low frequencies. Have you thought that maybe you are the low frequency? Hi, I'm Madison Malone-Kircher. And I'm Rachel Hampton, and you're listening to I See Why I Am I. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture.
0: And the only internet culture I care about right now is this game
1: called Wordle. I gotta establish up front. I'm still not entirely sure what this is. I don't know why everyone is posting squares of colors on TikTok. The name Myrtle makes me think of like a waddling duck. Like, I don't know what's happening. And
0: does that not already bring you joy? Rachel, join us. The water's fine.
1: Well, I can't swim and I don't like birds, so. Damn it! So... Oh, I walked right <laughs> into that. <Fuck. laughs> But you know what? We don't have to use the metaphor to bring me into the wordle huddle. But you do have to explain to me what exactly it is. Is it Scrabble? Is it a crossword puzzle? Yes, yes, no.
0: Uh, (laughs) That's not our show. show? (laughs) Wordle is an online game that is basically the game Mastermind, but with letters. So there's a five letter word you're trying to guess. And after you type your first word, your first guess, the letter boxes will turn gray if the letter's not in the word yellow if the letter is in the word but in a different location and green if it's the right letter in the right spot. You get 6 tries. That's it. Uh it was a very cute project designed by a guy for his partner to keep her entertained oh. during quarantine.
1: It's a love story and a word game. I oh adore. Oh my god. A love story. I also love that it's time limited cuz I've spent hours playing dots on my phone cuz that's not time limited. So it's not
0: something you can lose countless hours playing because uh, you only get six tries and it expires every day, Uh, which means you should probably try it right now.
1: I knew you were going to have me do this on air. If I embarrass myself, I'm sorry, mom.
0: Here, I'll embarrass myself first and tell you that I completed mine today at like 12.02 a.m. And then I texted my Wordle group thread because they had also completed it.
1: You have a Wordle group
0: thread? I am who I am. And Rachel, soon you're gonna be just like me. Let's go. What's your first guess?
1: Oh, wait, I just have to, what? I just have to pick a word? One five-letter word. Oh God, that's stressful. I, brain. That's a good starter word. Uh, It's all gray, so that's wrong. <laughs>
0: pick another five-letter word that doesn't have any of those letters in it.
1: Oh God, none of those letters? Uh, Wait, you typed brain? Yeah, and okay. none of them are correct. That's
0: not today's wordle.
1: What wordle is she playing? I don't know. It's. So- <laughs> oh wait, I, did I not hit enter? Oh, I didn't hit enter. <laughs> That's why it was all gray. <sighs> all right, brain. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, R is correct, so we're gonna do um, great. G R E A T. Enter. Okay, we got two, R-E.
0: Um, Sometimes I like to guess words that don't contain any of the letters I know are right, just to knock out more letters.
1: Uh-huh. I don't think I'm going to get this. I don't think this is going to work for me. This is not making me happy. You did this in how many minutes? <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, it does matter. I need to know <laughs> how many minutes did you do this in? Like, like two. Oh, my God. Okay, Doves. We're cheating with plurals. <laughs> okay, so you've got the correct
0: E and you have an R but not in the right place, yeah? Yes.
1: Okay, I have R is yellow and E is green. I can't believe this only took you two minutes. So the, the other Wordle Pro tip is you want to exhaust all the vowels. You? I haven't used you. What about quiet? Try that. Okay, we've, we're getting closer. Q and U are green I is gray, E, yellow, T, not correct. I thought your E was green. No, it was green in when I did great. So it's green in the first try, but it's not green in the last two where the E yeah. was in the fourth spot. So it's Q-U-E, something. Well, you know you've got an R in there somewhere. Oh, you're right. Fuck. Well, it can be queer because then the E would be green. Mm. Oh, I hated that.
0: <laughs> Wow, okay, so safe to say I shouldn't add you to the Wordle group chat. Please do
1: not. Please do not. Would you say that you found that to be word dull? You know what? It wasn't dull. In fact, I'm kind of sweating a little bit.
0: <laughs> well, now that we finished today's uh, word knowledge test, uh, may I query you <laughs> as to
1: what is on the show today? Wow, we're already bringing it back. Well, as an empath, I have a really strong feeling that you already know what we're doing.
0: Stares off into the distance.
1: That's true. You're so intuitive. Today,
0: we've got two internet trends that are popping up again, but are definitely not new to either of us, and I assume many of you I guys, because there's nothing ever actually
1: new on Al Gore's internet, nor on Beyonce's internet. On the show today, we are going to be feeling each other's feelings, because TikTok cannot stop just absolutely dragging people who are self-proclaimed empaths.
0: But first up, Rachel, I have a great opportunity for you. Do you want to receive 36 books in the mail? All you have to do is give me your address and mail one book to this exact address I'm about to DM you.
1: You know I hate mailing things. But are you telling me you're not telling me that the book exchange scam pyramid scheme is back in 2022?
0: It is back. It has been copied. It has been pasted. And after the break, we're going to break down exactly why this exciting opportunity is, well, probably less than exciting in reality.
1: And we're back. And unfortunately, so is the Internet Book Exchange. I am familiar with this concept because I have no life. But Madison, can you explain to the people who do what the fuck is this? I can. And I can't believe I'm doing this because I can't
0: believe in the year 2022 I'm actually seeing friends posting this thing in their feed. Look, I get it. I love books. I love owning books. I love reading them sometimes and posting about reading them more than that. Uh, Mm -hmm. yes. (laughs) Uh, but this is a copy pasta, which is a, you know, a copy paste block of text on the internet that goes viral every few months or years. Uh, is most recently has been on TikTok and Instagram. And it reads something like, hey, I'm looking for a group of people to participate in a huge book exchange across the globe. Anybody can participate. Just buy one copy, your favorite book, typo, not mine, and send it to a stranger whose address I'll provide. And you'll get roughly 36 books back that you get to keep. That easy.
1: (laughs) If the typos don't clue you in, don't give your address out to people on the internet is all I can say. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so basically as described you mail away one book and ostensibly get back 36 that sounds legit right no but sure <laughs> <laughs> i would say it's fairly bogus perhaps a a, uh, a variation on a pyramid scheme theme
2: so did the huge book exchange happen
0: Yet, because I see people posting about it um, every three to six months. And I'm just wondering if there's just like this book cartel traversing the planet that I don't know about. Because it feels to me like a pyramid scheme of books. It basically works like this. One person posts the text and then gets a group of people who respond and send them books. And then they recruit people to send books until it's books all the way down. And the whole population is mailing books to each other. And somebody's left with a bookless shelf and an empty mailbox.
1: I, I just... Who...
0: Why? I mean, in theory, it sounds like a really nice idea, right? But if you swap out the word books and insert the word money, oh. uh, you're mailing money in the hopes of receiving more money than you sent. It starts to sound a little bit less
1: uh, <laughs> delightfully twee and and more uh, sinister. Yeah, it sounds like the very first pyramid scheme, which was just the the money game. But because this
0: exchange is using books, something that people have really intimate and personal connections to, the scheme isn't quite so easy to spot. And frankly, it preys on a desire that I have at all times. And I feel like mine is amped up to 11 in these here trying times. Sorry, I don't know where that uh, Morton at Holes (laughs) accent came from. Uh, But, you know, this desire
1: to connect with people through books. There's nothing quite as joyful as talking to your friend about a book that you either really love or really hated because there's just this shared text that you are pouring over together. I mean, this is why book clubs exist famously. The thing is, this isn't new.
0: Like, This is the latest iteration of chain letters, this scammy fad that goes way, way back to when we first started putting mail in boxes. The Pony Express probably had (laughs) chain letters. I didn't fact check that, but like, I'm willing to bet.
1: Oh, there 100% was a letter sent from Like New York to the Wyoming Territory that says, if you don't mail this to 20 other people, you're going to get bit by a rattlesnake in 20 minutes. (laughs) You will get typhus. And guess
0: what? It probably came true. Should have sent those letters. (laughs) The one I think of a lot, though, I think I see fairly regularly once a year is there's like a Secret Santa version of this. And I definitely mm-hmm. remember receiving versions of these emails in, in the early 2000s, some of them a little bit more threatening, like we were just pseudo
1: describing with the Pony <laughs> Express. <laughs> Wait, but did you ever actually mail and or receive mail? It's funny,
0: in the process of doing a little research for this episode, I found a piece from a few years ago that our colleague Heather Schwedell wrote about this exact book exchange, same copy-paste send your address, send one book, receive more, from a group of women for whom it actually worked. It was like this very
1: wholesome story. So I do want to add that. But uh, no, I don't believe that these actually work. I must say that a fundamental flaw of this entire pyramid scheme is why do I want 22 letters? Why do I want 36 books? Like, I barely have enough room for the books that I own. And how do I know the books from The Strangers will be good? What if they just send me, like, The Art of War or some shit? What if they send me a book by Joe Rogan? Like, why do I trust Strangers on the Internet to have good taste? I'm just going to send you 36
0: copies of Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. I. (laughs) But I do have one last question we should talk about, which is who is ultimately benefiting from exchanges like these? Who's at the top? Madison, (laughs) it's me. (laughs) It's me. (laughs) I'm just sitting here surrounded by 72 copies of The Art of War and Girl Wash Your Face. Um, it is not me, but I do wanna play this TikTok of somebody who also had the same question. Good morning, Sunshines. We need to talk about the 36 book Instagram exchange. Uh first of all, everyone who's acting like they're Sherlock Holmes and posting, like it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah, no shit. But more importantly, I wanna know like who started this, who's at the center of it, what are they getting?
1: Who's doing this? Who's winning? Books don't even cost that much money. (laughs) They're not worth that much. You can't resell them for a lot of money. I've tried. Don't worry.
0: (laughs) I mean, Rachel, the fact that there is no centralized figure at the top means it could be you. If you want to run the book scam, you could be at the top of the pyramid. And honestly, a great chance for free books, but also a lot of Excel spreadsheets. So consider your options. I do want to ask, actually, I lied when I said I had one more question. I had two more. This is actually my last question. Why do you think people still fall for these, give these a try, earnestly try to make them work. Even though we all know better, we all, yeah, we're, we're, we're aware that, uh, they are in fact a pyramid scheme-esque. Thank you. I am Sherlock Holmes.
1: <laughs> Hello, Sherlock. I think because with this specific scam, there's the eternal question of who is benefiting from this. I think with other pyramid schemes, it's very obvious when people are receiving like a kickback or whatever, there's some monetary value. But every single person in the world has tried to take their old books to like half price books and gone $6 for 60 books. We all know that we're not actually getting any money from 36 books. So it's like, why would someone do this? Who is scamming who? Who is the benefiter of the scam? And because there is no clear beneficiary of the scam, it can't be a scam. And so then you're just like, this is just wholesome. But it's not. Maybe the person benefiting is the post office from all the mail that's being sent. Have we considered that? I know this was my idea, but I take it all back. I retract the moment I pitched this discussion. This is a scam by Louis DeJoy. Louis DeJoy. (laughs) And starting the book scam every single year to get us all to buy postage. Support your local post office.
0: (laughs) I can already picture the emails we're going to get. All right. I've decided (laughs) to declare who actually benefits from the scam once and for all. And it is anyone listening to this podcast who now, repeat it, say it with us,
1: don't copy and paste things on the internet. Just don't do it. Unless it's a link to Icy Why My Podcast. (laughs)
0: Uh, So while everyone quietly takes a break to go to their feed and uh, delete those book exchange posts, we're going to take a break.
1: And when we get back, we're going to be feeling something. Empaths, we're coming for you. But you should already know that. You should have already felt that.
0: So if you've been on TikTok in recent weeks, you've probably seen everyone making fun of empaths.
1: I'm obsessed with the way that I'm on empath slander TikTok without getting any of the empath videos. I just fast-tracked right to the correct place. So
0: all our usual caveats apply, but the first one of these videos we can find is from December 14th from TikTok user at Larkin, and it is the first in a small wave of empath talks, let's say. Uh, they have since become ironic. So like... I don't know about you, Rachel, but I had to dig to find someone genuinely in earnest posting about being an empath. Because when this came across my For You page, it had already morphed into the we're making fun of empath talk talk.
1: Yes, I think the first place I encountered this was actually in the comment sections of videos where something either really funnily tragic happened or people talking about their breakups. And it would just be me, an empath, notices that you're sad. And that is basically what all the empath talk TikToks are, (laughs) which is voiceless posts with people just like looking into the camera with this expression of cold indifference. Like, imagine Severus Snape. And the captions read shit like, me, an empath, when I see people cry at funerals. Me, an empath upon entering hell and seeing people suffering getting some bad vibes. Or there's one that reads, some idiot, oh my God, you just burned down that orphanage. Me, an empath who sends bad vibes from the orphans. But Madison, like you said, I don't think I've ever gotten a video of a honest-to-God empath talking about their struggles. I'm only seeing the the second-level parodies of them, though I feel like, I mean, we've both been on the internet for too long. But empaths are, I would say, one of the many genres, flavors, recurring taste of the internet. So I didn't really need to see the empath TikToks to understand what people were making fun of. Well, too bad, because we found one for you.
0: Here is a <laughs> genuine self-proclaimed empath on TikTok. No,
1: no, I don't want to listen to this, mess. <laughs> If you're an empath, you might find it incredibly useful to share this video with the people in your life who don't quite understand your empathic gift. So the first thing you need to know about us empaths is that a lot of times we don't even fully understand our gift. Now, as a community, we are working on a...
0: So that's David Waldy, an empath TikToker who posts all about, quote unquote, fierce empathy and is really driven to spread the gospel according to empath.
1: Have you ever been at an event or a party or a gathering and at one point or another, you just need to distance yourself, a bathroom or a random room in the hallway or a foyer away from people, what I would maybe call, I don't know, a recharging zone. You go there and you're there. For okay. Three, the thing five, about all these empath TikToks is that they just remind me, do you remember back in the day, I would say around twenty. 12 to 2015 there was this time on the internet where introversion became yes yeah uh uh-huh became an identity and it became a thing where like if you called your introverted friend it amounted to a hate crime or some shit (laughs) because you were uh diluting their social battery and it was all these posts about how to take care of your introverted friend or if your introverted friend just wants to sit in silence with you it doesn't mean they don't like you it means they do like you It's the same script. I mean, look, sorry
0: to the empath fam, but I'm just not sold on (laughs) empaths being real.
1: Well, you know why? Because they aren't. They are fucking real. (laughs) This is your warning. Be careful of people who are right off
0: the bat like, oh, I'm just such an empath. Spoiler alert. Empathy is not something you say. You show. Not all, but many self-proclaimed empaths are just
1: using that to boost their ego.
0: Yeah, I can't help but roll my eyes anytime I hear proclamations of being an empath.
1: Well, yeah, not least because it always feels like a cover for something else. It, I've heard it most often used as, I'm, I'm an empath, so I really take these things really, really hard, so I can't I can't help you. AKA, it feels like narcissism. The amount of motherfuckers that believe they are the empath and they are actually the narcissist in their story is baffling. Yeah, I'm always attracting low frequencies. Have you thought that maybe you are the low frequency?
0: What's actually most funny to me is that empath, being an empath, do you know where the word empath comes from? Not like empathy, but like an empath.
1: Oh, I was going to say it, it's empathy, right? Like empathetic.
0: <laughs> right. That's what I would have thought. Uh, however, I must tell you that it is a made up thing from science fiction. What? <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, the first instance of the word being used is from the 1950s uh, sci-fi writer JT McIntosh. And in the sci-fi world, it means somebody with the supernatural ability to literally feel what another person is feeling.
1: Wait, you're telling me that this thing that people say that they are that sounds fake is indeed fake?
0: That would be correct. And it became fake and popular thanks to one Star Trek.
1: Hmm... Beam me up, Scotty. I don't know. We have to ask how Scotty feels about that first. That is true. Scotty, can you let us know? Okay, but seriously,
0: the original Star Trek series had an episode titled The Empath that came out in the 60s, and I think it took hold, let's say, on a more modern era level uh, with Star Trek, the next generation with counselor Deanna Troy, who's a woman who comes from a race of empaths and uh, was really there as a counterweight to uh, Trek's established cold, unfeeling Vulcan ideology and a way to explicitly telegraph characters, emotions for those who might not have had the best skills at interpreting other feelings themselves. I have to admit something right here, right now. I'm not a Trekkie. Rachel's not a Trekkie, but we learned today that we work with a lot of Trekkies.
1: (laughs) Why are you doing this?
2: Playing games? Isn't that what you do, Counselor? Isn't that what all of you mind control experts do?
1: I am not a mind control expert. I came here because I sensed you were in pain.
2: And what do you sense now?
0: The pain is gone. We're very grateful for those Trekkies, because I really do think it has filled out my understanding of why this thing has always sounded so bogus to me it's because it is
1: it's literally from science fiction and again it just it reeks of special snowflakeness like at the very core empathy is about another person but claiming it as a an identity for yourself makes it about you and how you are just so good at feeling other people's emotions when it's like yeah most people I think notice when their friends are sad or most people notice famously when the vibes are off. We had a whole summer of people posting about how the vibes were off because the vibes were off because we all felt it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, empathy is uh, not synonymous with vibe checking and uh, you're not an empath if you wander down a dark alley and are like, huh, (laughs) huh. (laughs) The vibes are off. I should leave this place. (laughs) It's also kind of a bummer, right? Because at its core, if you strip away, like, how the internet rots things, being an empath in pure form, in Star Trek form, great. Wouldn't it be awesome if more people in our lives could actually understand and know exactly how we're feeling at any given point
1: and then treat us accordingly? It would be. But you know what it most often ends up being is people looking at your face reading an emotion on your face and then interpreting it in whatever way makes sense to their preconceived notions. So then you got to go there and be like, I'm fine. I'm not mad. That's just what my face looks like.
0: And that's not what the original empaths of science fiction, they weren't like that. They were there to facilitate emotional connection and understanding because – as much as we've been shitting on empaths, uh, a thing we do believe in here on ICymi is empathy. Uh, that's
1: uh, We'd love a little more from everybody for everybody in this new year. Let this be a note to all of you. You don't need to be an empath. Just expand your sympathy in in your life. Try <laughs> to feel people's feelings without making it about yourself. Because it's good to share another person's feelings and
0: allows us to relate to each other as human beings, just like sending books might. Uh, see what I did there?
1: Wow, you really brought it all home. You connected it all.
0: I did. Unless you call yourself an empath and then please, please, please keep those feelings to yourself.
1: All right, that is the show. We will be back in your feed on Saturday. It's Still free, so don't forget to subscribe. Yes, even in 2022, we're still making this show for free. You're welcome. Please leave a rating and review on an Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Tell your friends about us. Let them start the new year off right with us, your friends at ICYMI. You can also follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod, which is where you can DM us your questions like, Are you an empath? and we might answer them. You can also ask us over in-pass at ICYMI at Slate.com.
0: ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader. Our supervising producer is Derek John. We're edited by Forrest Wickman and Allegra Frank. Amber Smith is senior manager of podcast audience development. And Alicia Montgomery is executive producer
1: of Slate Podcasts. See you online. Or wherever you feel like being. I'll find you because I'm an empath. You really could have held on to my, like, 15-year-old copy of Devil in the White City that's missing a back cover. I really didn't need it back. Um, A back cover and also several pages in the middle that I will never read because they were just gone. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what happened on those pages. (laughs) More, More murder. Just definitely more murder. Sick of being upsold at gyms?